0: Welcome to the Mummy Fit Time podcast, a place for busy women to find the secrets towards being the best version of themselves, both in physical and mental health. Join me, Nikki Kinnearum, your host and health advocate, as we discover why you might be feeling a certain way, how to move past this, and step into the version of you that brings you the most happiness. Not every woman's journey is the same, but through this podcast, I've no doubt that you will uncover things about yourself and have a little fun along the way. Hello, and thank you for joining me for this episode of the Mummy Fit Time podcast. This episode is proudly brought to you by my Reset and Thrive Busy Women's Health Hub, which is a magnificent place for all mums to go learn about missing pieces to the puzzle of their health. Not just necessarily focusing on exercise or nutrition, we also focus on a whole range of other things such as habits, breaking away from diet culture, reducing the impact of stress on our body, and different things we could do for our mindset and our sleep that will help us towards having more energy. If you're interested in checking out the Reset and Thrive Busy Women's Health Hub, feel free to head on over to my website. And there are details there on how you can join in the fun and start learning from the hub. Doors open and you can join the wait list to um, be ready for when doors do open again. So if you have missed out on the doors being open, don't worry. They do open again a couple of times through the year. And I would absolutely love for you to join me so you can join the waitlist there. Moving on to today's episode. So today we've got Alison King joining us. And Alison used to hate school sports days and She did all that she could to get out of it. Now, I think I was pretty similar. I wasn't a big person that was into the sports days at school. So I do resonate with uh, what Alison is uh, on about here. But these days, Alison's running or walking every day. She's a self-described parkrun addict, and she loves helping women to get their barcodes and join in. Alison lives in New Zealand with her husband and her nine-year-old son and our talk uncovers Alison's journey towards finding parkrun, what parkrun actually is and what this running craze is and how you could start running for yourself if that's something that you're wanting to do. So, without further ado, let's start our podcast interview with Alison. Yeah. Okay, hi Alison. Thank you so much for joining me on the Mummy Fit Time podcast today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: I am thrilled to get into the content today. We've had a little bit of a chat before I've started recording here but you are here to chat about something that is close to my heart and that is running. Yes. Um, so let's break down some barriers. Let's find out how achievable running actually is for most people and um, yeah, talk about the joy that people can get from running. Before I dive into that though, I wanted um, to find out if you could share a bit with our listeners around your journey so far what's led you towards running and coaching
1: so I am probably like a lot of like adult runners now and that when I was at school I absolutely hated sports day like PE lessons like we would have to run around the field and um (laughs) sometimes we'd have to run around the block around the school so like down the streets past people's houses and it sucked like I really really hated it because I just had no enjoyment from it because I felt that you had to just go hard and if you couldn't go hard then then you know what's the point you might as well just walk yeah And yeah so there was no enjoyment there whatsoever mm. and it was only when it was really when I was an adult and I started going to the gym because I'm thinking oh you know I've got to get fit mm. and <clears throat> go on the treadmill and again it would be really really fast and then I think it was when I so I moved to New Zealand I'm originally from the UK and I moved here when I was I think about 25 or 26 Mm. and I just got told I wanted to do a triathlon for some unknown reason it just seemed like a really cool thing to do and everyone in my town was outdoorsy and and a friend of mine said I'll just run from one power pole to the other one and then walk one yeah and just you know I just got into it that way so I kind of came into running as an adult and worked out myself an enjoyable way of doing it and it wasn't the go hard and fast Mm. I think a lot of people will will probably you know think that that applies to them too
0: So it was a a slow burning love, a a slowly increasing love rather than love at first sight with your running journey.
1: Oh God. Yeah. I hated it to start with, (laughs) even when I started to get back into it, you know, for, to do triathlon, Mm. it was the discipline I hated the most.
0: Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what was that turning point? When do you feel you found that you had loved running?
1: Um, I have no idea I think it was just a gradual thing of the more I did it the the easier it kind of felt and I always felt really good afterwards yeah so and I know a lot of people would you know when they think about running it's like you hate it I hate it I hate it I hate it this sucks and then when you finish that was awesome
0: (laughs) yeah it's funny I am I'm a long distance runner So I find that I don't even get into my groove until maybe about five kilometres. So I hate the first five kilometres and then I get into my groove and I love it. And then I finish and I'm like, that was awesome. Um, So I definitely understand that, that awesome feeling at the end, but that it can suck. Mm. I think,
1: (laughs) I think, yeah, when you're doing like a longer one, even if you're doing a shorter run, if you promise yourself, okay, I'm just going to give it 10 minutes. Hmm. And then, you know, after 10 minutes I've got permission to stop. Yeah. But usually, you know, 10 minutes or, you know, two Ks, three Ks, depending on what you were intending to go out for, mm. you find that rhythm and you find the groove and and all of a sudden, you know, you keep on going.
2: Yeah. Yeah, very true. And before you know it, you're mm. running longer distances a lot of the ladies that I um I work with are keen to get into running but don't even know where to start so you mentioned you started by just running to to one light pole. did you follow a particular plan or how did you get into um running longer distances
1: um well I've always followed plans I I can't just go out and do something I have to have a plan ahead of me you know like when you're cooking a recipe you need to know exactly what the what the method is to get the outcome yeah um so when i did my first triathlon i followed the training program that the triathlon company had it was here in new zealand it was called the special k women's triathlon so the swim was 300 meters which seems like nothing these days the t- the bike was 10ks and the run was 3ks okay.
2: so
1: i just followed the training plan for that and then i got into i did ironman a year later so that is a 3.8k swim a 180 mm-hmm. kilometer bike ride and then a 42k run so a full marathon right at the end all in one day just and again i followed like a training three. program for that
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was just a very slight increase <laughs> yeah just a little <laughs> but again I
1: like the way I felt like after the training mm. and especially on race day I loved the way I felt so strong and you know I'm not I'm not going to be a top age grouper or you know pushing for records mm. but you're on the same course as all these other amazing athletes and it's such an achievement to even get to the start line let alone finish
2: well that's very true yeah absolutely so what about those um, people that I guess are intimidated by being in that particular situation or too scared um, you, I know you're a very um, passionate park runner what what can you tell us about uh, those experiences and how to first of all what it's like in a park run situation where you are running with others and then second of all what um, how you can work through those stories of I'm not good enough to be here. I'm not a runner. Oh,
1: I love park run. It's the highlight of my week. <laughs> <laughs> and when I'm not at park run, I'm talking about park run. <laughs> so um, what I love about park run is that it's whatever you want it to be. Mm. So at my park run, we have, you know, the guys that run 16, 17 minutes, and then you've got the, older well some of them are not even that old but you have you know people who like to just walk it yeah. and then you've got everyone in the middle who is either pushing themselves that day or they're just having a cruisy run with their friends or they might just be walking the dog taking the kids along it's it's something that's for everyone and it doesn't matter if you are the world's greatest runner or someone who has never done a park run before you will fit in
2: Yeah, what particularly got me with my first ever park run, which got me hooked into it. First of all, I struggled to get out the door to park run because I was too scared about being in a running race. I thought it was all about a running race. But when I got there, the sense of encouragement and community was Hmm. really amazing. Like strangers just randomly cheering me on as I was running was just so beyond what my expectations were for what I was going to experience that day
1: yeah it's it's one of those things where everyone just wants everyone else to feel good yeah and it's like a ripple effect and yeah the the marshals if your parkrun has marshals they're always cheering you on and yeah ours is a two lapper so you run past the finish before you you know on your way to to your second lap and yeah it's really cool just to cheer people on then too
2: oh it would be absolutely I've realized though that we've probably jumped ahead and there may be some listeners that don't even know what path run is oh yeah magical thing we're talking about (laughs) did you want to explain a bit of what 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 is path run
1: So parkrun is a free weekly timed five kilometre event that you can run or walk. You can take a dog so long as it's on a short lead and you can take your kids along. If they're 11 or over, they can run by themselves. If they're under 11, then they have to be with the responsible adults. Um, You can take a buggy if the course is buggy suitable. So if you've got, you know, a baby or, you know, toddlers who aren't quite up for you're going all the way around you can push them along and yeah. um, once a kid the child is um, four they get their own barcode so then they can start you know with every park run you do it adds to your own personal tally of runs and when you get to 50 you qualify for a free red t-shirt that's got 50 on the back and after 100 you get a black one with 100 on the back mm-hmm. and it goes up to 250 and 500 that, you can also it's a voluntary you know it's run by volunteers and when you volunteer on 25 different occasions you also get a shirt so um it's a way of celebrating everyone but Yeah. yeah so park run you don't have to run it you can walk it and once you've got your barcode it's Basically, your passport to a free five k every Saturday, you know, in so many different locations. I, mean, I don't know how many there are in Australia, but I know there's a heck of a lot.
2: Probably about three hundred or so, maybe yeah. more. Yeah, I couldn't tell you the number either. But it's not just limited to um, New Zealand and Australia as well. It's a worldwide event, isn't it? When um, yeah, you're in the midst of a pandemic.
1: Yeah. So there's 22 countries that do park run.
2: Yeah.
1: So if you're in Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, the UK, I mean US and Canada, in Malaysia, Singapore and Japan, all where are the others, Namibia, France, Germany, Denmark, Sweden, Norway, Russia, Poland, yep. Netherlands. They're the, <laughs> they were the newest oh. to join.
2: <laughs> I've probably forgotten one or two. Oh, I was impressed that <laughs> you I want to remember that many. Um so that's I guess that's really a. Is, would you say that parkrun is a nice introduction to people that are wanting to start uh, their running journey? Or oh yeah, totally. Because
1: like you can you can rock on up with your barcode and or even like if you've just heard about it and you haven't had the chance to register, you can you go up and look for someone who's in a high biz vest, the run director. We usually stand out. I mean, ours over here, I think probably in Australia too, have white and blue with run director written on the back. Yeah. yeah. And so we do a first timers briefing. I know they're quite common at other park runs where we ask anyone who's never done a park run before to come up and then, you know, we get to know who they are, we introduce ourselves and explain the process. Uh, we have a tail walker that's mandatory now for park runs so the tail walker is a volunteer who will always be the last person
2: Mm. so if
1: you've never done a park run before never even done a 5k before you don't have to worry about being last yeah because we have a volunteer who has chosen to be last that day
2: and the great thing about that is that it's almost a um, no man left behind concept so that if if the worst did happen where you've become injured or something's happening while you're out on your run, you know that there's going to be someone coming up behind you that's not going to leave you alone.
1: Yeah, correct.
2: Mm. Yeah,
1: and the tail walker, they go they generally go at the pace of the last person mm. or at their own pace if that's slower. So
2: yeah. you don't have
1: to worry about holding them up because you know, they've got a job to do and it doesn't matter what their time is
2: yeah yeah true and I've I've been the last one in the pack um with the the running I'm not a fast runner um but um when I started with my son I was a bit keen he had just turned four and I went okay barcode time doing, <laughs> and um of course we were like very very last and there was never that sense of hurry up or anything like that um yeah, we were celebrated for just getting out and having a go and yeah, trying to to move more in our body and that's what um, I guess the the park run concept is all about not necessarily running but helping people to move more. Mm. Yeah,
1: one thing I did want to say though for anyone who was you know may feel a bit anxious about going to an event where they don't know anyone or you know especially where the aspect of it being timed is if you're in an area where there are quite a few park runs, you can look them up um, to see what their finishing number, you know, their average attendance is. Mm. So I know like Brisbane has got something like 70 park runs in that area mm. and you might find one that's got an av- you know, 500 people go there a week, mm. but then there might be another one that's got a hundred or, or fewer yeah and going to a smaller event can sometimes be a lot you know a lot nicer for some people they'd rather go to i've got a friend in the south island who she lives closer to a bigger park run
2: yeah
1: like one with 300 but she chooses to go to one with less than 100 because mm. it feels nicer for her and her anxiety
2: yeah yeah that makes really good sense um a really practical way of mm. approaching it so, I just wanted to touch on um, running techniques very quickly um, because something that we do, well, not we do, but some people might experience is uh, just a simple change in their way they're running can really help them to progress further in, say, the distance that they're able to um, achieve and things like that. So, did you have any? basic technique tips that we could give people that are starting on their running journey things to consider
1: yeah there's a few things so um, one thing to tell yourself is that you're a proud woman and as proud women we we stand tall you know we have our shoulders back and yeah you might be self-conscious about you know your boobs being right up front but if you've got your shoulders back and your chest up, right, that opens up your lungs, and you know it automatically makes you feel a bit more confident too. It's like that power pose. Yeah, so yeah. that's one thing. Yeah, There's one tiny thing you can do. Is when you're feeling yourself slump over, and you know that's going to like cramps up or you know. That your chest is isn't getting as much oxygen in as it can because you're you're crouching over. Yeah. So just lift yourself up tall. Yeah, nice. Yeah, keep your and keep your eyes forward. Don't look down so much. I mean you do have to look down at the ground to you know I know you guys might have to look for snakes and things or <laughs> if you're running on trails. But always try to look you know forwards mm. because that automatically again lifts your head up. But my favorite thing that, and this is something I do when I'm at park run, I feel a bit, you know, flat and or I just want to walk, is uh, I focus on my arms mm-hmm. and I drive my arms because your arms are in sync with your legs. Yeah. And if you focus on having really, really strong, powerful arms, a really good arm swing,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you find that your legs just automatically follow.
2: Oh, I like that.
1: Yeah, especially in the last, you know. Five hundred meters or so.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right too. Yeah, that's a good one. And th- I guess that that feeds into some of the advice that I give to um, people that I'm training around running is that um, running is not just about the legs. No. It, you, your whole body is participating in that running activity. Your arms, your shoulders, your abs are all working.
1: Hmm. Yeah, so I'm I'm often like just telling myself, use your arms, use your arms, use your arms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And it takes I'm, takes your mind off your legs, then too.
2: Well, that's very true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. S- especially when you you've got into that point where you can't. You, you you've also you've got that mindset juggle of I can't lift my feet any further if you focus on the arms then you tend not to pay attention to those Mm. legs that don't want to move
1: distraction technique
2: yeah yeah very good and I like the eyes forward tip as well um giving you something to to focus on that you're running towards Mm. and I find that really good I guess in my beginning my running journey and um I still use it for all my running is When I'm reaching those points of I can't get any further, I'm going to need to walk, it's like you said, with the just get to this light pole. So keeping your eyes forward, you can find that marker that you are just going to get to, and then you can make that decision about whether you're going to continue running from there, and Mm. often you can keep going from there.
1: And sometimes it's just like a little moment of discomfort, Mm. but then you find another little ounce of inner strength so um case in points a few weeks back I did a, a park run I was away um doing some park run tourism which is mm-hmm. a, another awesome thing about park run you can run them all over the place yeah. and I was starting to just feel really flat like I couldn't really give it any more. Was my, was I breathing too hard? You know, how much more could I do before I had to walk? Cause like, oh, I really feel like walking. And then I looked at my, looked at my watch um, and it said I'd done like four and a half Ks. And it's like, oh, well I know the finish line is just around here. Yeah. Like I can keep going. Mm-hmm. And then I used it during the arm swing. And yeah, it was just a flick of a switch. It's like, I can, I can do this. It, it might feel hard but I can do hard things.
2: I love that. It might feel hard, but I can do hard things. That's an awesome quote. I That's
1: can't claim that one. That's a Glennon Doyle quote. She's awesome.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it applies to so many different things, not just running, not just exercise, but so many different. Mm. Things. Yeah. Yes, we can do hard things. Yeah, absolutely. That's how we grow. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, before we started recording this, you mentioned a new thing that has possibly popped up since COVID, or it might have been a thing before, which was not Parkrun.
1: Yes. So, not Parkrun is, it's on the, it's an official Parkrun thing. Um, If you've already got your Parkrun barcode, then you can just log into your profile and have a look at this. It's, you can log a 5k that's run on any day of the week. On any course, so so with parkrun we have the Saturday events, and then you can do a freedom run, which is where you run an existing parkrun course exactly as it should be run, but not on a Saturday. But then a not parkrun is anywhere that you you like. So it could be a course that is, goes from your front door, or yeah. a course you could run a parkrun course during the week if you've got one near you. And it's all done on like an honor system. So you just do it on your watch. And then as soon as you finish, you go onto your profile. I always get my phone out and just add, you know, type in what time I've done.
2: Do you need to show proof? Like, nope. Okay. So you pretty much just go in and say, I do the 5K. Yeah. This is my time. And it goes yeah. to being recorded on your results.
1: So yeah, when I go from my run, I I look down at my watch and I'm on like four nine, four point nine five kilometers. And then I keep I keep looking down at very regular intervals. And yep. as soon as it's ticked over to the five, I yep. then I'm repeating that number in my head, like for the rest of my run. <laughs> which usually isn't very far because I tend to do like five and a half Ks because yep. um, yeah, and then i get home and i put you know put that time in
2: yeah yeah okay so you can do it i'm i'm thinking in terms of tracking it for people that may not have a fitness watch but they can always track on their phone too can't
1: they oh yeah totally look at on yeah. strava if you use strava and That's- it doesn't even have to be 100% accurate mm. it's like a rough yeah. you know if you do a 40 minutes and 30 seconds you know if you put in like 40 minutes or 41 minutes I mean yep. it's not going towards anything no milestones it's not a competition like no one really no one else really cares what time you're logging for a
2: not park run okay. well I guess that's the whole concept of park run isn't it it's, it's actually a non-competitive event you're only yeah. competing against yourself and- there are no prizes yeah okay. yeah true uh, to anyone that's listening, my son has joined the room. Hence,
1: Yeah, uh, the- mine too. He's under the bed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we both managed to have children that have joined us. Aww. Well, we might, because we've been joined by our children, we might start finishing up there, Alison. But before we do that, we've spoken about Park uh, Park Run. So as a starting point, where would people find more information about Park Run and how can they register for this? Um,
1: well you can go to the parkrun website so for australia it's parkrun.com.au here in new zealand it's parkrun.co.nz yeah. but if you just go to parkrun.com i think it is or might be by parkrun.org there's all there's different websites for different countries but just <laughs> google so- parkrun <laughs> and the country you're in
2: Google <laughs> and in the
1: top right it will say register <laughs>
2: Perfect, and then it's as simple as printing off your barcodes. I know some um, park runs now have digital barcodes. Is that
1: no? Everyone needs a printed barcode.
2: Oh, okay.
1: yep. Yeah. So print it off and laminate it. Um, you can order park run wristbands. Um, that I have one of those, so I, that's good for when, if you're running, you know, during the week as well, because it has your in case of emergency details on.
2: Uh, so yeah. they
1: double up. They're not just for parkrun. You can use them for, you know, extra safety when you're out and about.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's important. So, mm. so where can our listeners find you, Alison?
1: So I'm over at runswithabarcode.co.nz. So, you know, because you run with a barcode at parkrun. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I've got a blog which is um, mostly about parkrunners in New Zealand and parkrun tourism and the 32 awesome courses we have here. Yeah. Uh, but I'm also doing a challenge too, um, which is seven days to parkrun. And I know 5K might seem like a really long way to go and something that's quite far to achieve in seven days. But I reckon most people can go to a parkrun and finish it yeah. within that seven day period.
2: Oh, I okay. how exciting. So that's on your your website too?
1: Yeah, so you'll be able to sign up for it over oh, there. Cool. Oh, awesome. And Excellent. follow me on Facebook too because,
2: you know. Awesome. And what was your Facebook? It runs with a barcode. Runs with a barcode. Fantastic. Yeah. I will pop your uh, social media handles and your website up on uh, the show notes and uh, on my website too when the podcast goes up. Um, and I'm sure... Uh, Anyone that is team, I'm sure, uh, follow Alison. She's got some really awesome stuff on her social media. I was checking you out just before we started out.
1: Oh, thanks. <laughs> I discovered Instagram Reels, so I've been having fun with those whenever I go to a different park run.
2: <laughs> you can come up with some great stuff there. <laughs> Well, Alison, I want to say thank you for um, joining me on the podcast today. Thank you so much for your knowledge and insight around park run and how um, achievable doing a run can be for most people. Thanks. So it's been, been
1: a lot of fun. And, yeah, if anyone wants to, I think anyone can do a park run. Like it's totally within everyone's, you know, achievement
2: levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. And like you said before, it doesn't need to be a run. It can be a walk or anything like that. Anything in between. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: haven't seen anyone crawl one yet, so
2: <laughs> it's always time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again, Alison. And um I look forward to hearing some feedback from our listeners around Uh, your thoughts on parkrun or if you have done a parkrun yourself and uh, if you have done a parkrun yourself I would love for you to share that with me on my social media channels or you can jump onto Alison and have a chat with her in her dms as well all right thank you again for joining us Alison. thank you
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mummy Fit Time Podcast. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, I would love it if you can pop on over to Apple iTunes and leave a review. The more reviews that are left, the more I can spread the word and the messages of what you've learned today and what else I share in this podcast to other women in the world. This episode has been brought to you by my membership, And doors are going to be opening again very soon for my membership, where not only are you learning about exercise and how your body responds to exercise, but you're also challenged to change around the way that you eat, as well as focus on different areas that you may not have explored before, such as stress and sleep. And how these can be impacting not only on your weight loss journey, but on you growing into your body and growing into your health and your fitness so that you can be the optimal person that you know that you can be. If you'd like to find out more about the membership, make sure you do head over to my website and you can sign up to the wait list over there so that as soon as doors open, again, you can be one of the first to know. Once again, thanks very much for listening to today's podcast and I can't wait to catch you in the next episode.